Welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, a coach for conscious, creative, and unconventional entrepreneurs. In this space, we'll explore solutions to move through the blocks that can often keep us away from living our most creative life. You'll also hear stories from inspiring people just like you and how they were able to redesign their life and their business mindfully. I've created this podcast because we need more conscious leaders like you. Together, we'll help you unlearn old programming, ground into your truth, and take action confidently on what truly makes a difference. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's dive right into this episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If it's your first time here, welcome. I'm glad that you've decided to join us. And if you've been listening for a while, I'm really honored that you're back for this new season. So today's discussion is about exploring a first creative block. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, it was an introduction to season three, which is mainly going to be around creativity uh, and creativity in a general sense. It's not only about art or being an artist or a creative entrepreneur, but really living a creative life as well and bringing that energy into our businesses in our lives and so we're going to be talking about the consequences of not practicing creativity we're going to be exploring the benefits of cultivating creativity but most importantly in each episode what we're going to do is we are going to talk about the many blocks and the traps that get in the way of our creativity And so we're going to explore those blocks together. We're going to find solutions together that you could choose to consider to help you navigate all of this. So as I was being curious about all of those blocks that I I had talked to you about in the previous episode, I realized that some of them were like a couple or that one didn't really go without the other. So... I decided to call them creative block power couple and we're going to see uh, how they feed into each other. So today we're going to explore perfectionism and procrastination. But in the next few episodes, we're also going to talk about other creative block power couples um, like confusion and indecisiveness, like comparison and imposter syndrome like the fear of being judged and the fear of being seen, like hustle culture and scarcity mindset, and also the need for control and our desire for freedom. So as you can see, I'm not sure what the relationship is between all of those, but that's exactly what we're going to be doing in this season of the podcast. So... I just noticed that some of those challenges and anxieties or traps or blocks kept coming back for me with my life and business and my creative and artist self. And it also did for my clients. So this is an open conversation. I would love for you to reach out and just let me know what you think about those relationships, how they feed into one another. And maybe there are other relationships that we could be curious about. So let's move through the season, let's stay curious and just see how we can maybe explore other angles 
um, between all of those blocks. But today I wanted to start by two huge ones, uh, perfectionism and procrastination. And in my head, they kind of go hand in hand. And that's why I wanted to discuss this as a couple. Um, And because they're huge blocks, it might end up being a longer episode. Maybe I'm going to create two. We're going to see because I want to keep those short so that I can really take the time to truly integrate what we talk about. Um, So we'll see. But if you're someone who struggles with starting a project or finishing a project, if you've observed yourself procrastinating on what you should be doing and you've tried every tool to structure yourself but it just doesn't really seem to be working, I would love for you to keep listening so that we can really unpack this together and maybe uncover a few avenues you could explore to navigate that. And as usual, these episodes are not only about listening to what I'm saying and sharing with you today, but also an invitation for you to actively reflect on what we're going to be talking about uh, and see how you can apply anything that resonates with you in your life or in your business. So my questions for you today are, Do you often observe yourself procrastinating on a creative project or something in your business? Second question, what does your self-talk sound like? Can you hear a lot of blame, shame, or guilt? Is it kind and compassionate? Is it rigid and harsh? Is it warm and calming? And finally, when you take an honest look at where you spend your time and your energy right now, Would you say that it's helping you move closer to the life that you want or further away from what you're trying to avoid? So before we start dissecting this relationship and maybe finding a few solutions, we're going to define what perfectionism is and what procrastination is so that we're on the same page here. Because I've noticed that these blocks or concepts are usually very misunderstood And when you're not aware of a pattern, when you don't have clarity around it, it's very difficult to shift it. Let's start with perfectionism. Um, And maybe you're listening to me right now and you cannot really relate with being a perfectionist. I thought the same. I really thought it was about wanting everything to be perfect, being very detail-oriented and working hard to get better at something. Um, I guess the image I had was really like Monica and friends, I guess, but actually most perfectionists, they end up doing, well, not doing much actually. And the issue is not so much that they're striving for perfection or to get better at something, but it's really more about the fact that they believe that perfection exists. And when we have perfectionist tendencies, we tend to believe that there's such a thing as the right or perfect way to do something. We have those impossible standards and also those vague standards. Sometimes we don't even know what perfect would be or the right way to do something would be, but we just know that what we're doing is not enough. So you don't know what perfect looks like but you know that it's not it you know that it's not enough so basically it's like if you were to run a marathon 
with no finish line. So it's like you're running towards the finish line and you can like almost see it. But then it gets further and further away. It's, and, and the reason is, is that it's because that finish line doesn't really exist. It's just an illusion. You might be familiar with the work of Brene Brown. And if you're not, I would highly suggest finding her work if what I'm sharing just now resonates with you. She has very insightful books and she also has two podcasts that I really enjoy. But Brene explores the link between shame and perfectionism and how, as a perfectionist, you believe that if you reach perfection, it's going to help you avoid negative emotions. So it's going to help you avoid shame and rejection and judgment. And that's exactly what it's about. Perfectionism really is just a a defense mechanism that we have created for ourselves, just like procrastination is. And we're going to explore that in a moment. But perfectionism is just a strategy that your brain has created to shelter you from shame and rejection and judgment. So we believe that if we do something right, or if we do something perfectly, then we won't be humiliated or ridiculed or have to deal with those negative emotions. And so perfectionism is just like a magical island that you create in your brain. So if ever the other image of the marathon didn't really resonate with you, here's another one. Um, But it's like a magical island where no one will make you feel bad about yourself if only you can swim towards it and, and reach it. So it's like an impossible quest. And again, the more, just like the marathon, the more we swim towards that perfect island, the further away it gets. It's just an illusion. So, I mean, no wonder why so many of us end up doing either nothing or feel completely burnt out because it's exhausting. And what's even worse is that sometimes you do have a clear goal and you do reach your goal, but you totally forget about it and you're already on to the next one. So you never really pause to celebrate anything that you're achieving. And maybe you're going to notice this pattern for yourself, but I've seen it many times where maybe at the beginning of the month you have a clear goal. You want to sign three clients and in the middle of the month there's this very weird thing that happens in your brain where you completely forget about the goal that you had and you already have a new one. So now it's five clients and so you finish a month signing four clients, but you feel like a complete failure, even though you did reach the goal that you had, which was three. But for some reason, your brain kind of created a new goal without really letting you know. It just didn't update you. And the thing that happens is that you always feel like you're failing. You're always a loser and it's never enough. That's what the issue really is here. It's being stuck in a vicious cycle that always feeds this not enoughness. And another reason why we feel like we're always failing is that we tend to under budget what it really takes to achieve a goal. So when we have those perfectionist tendencies, we believe that it it should be easy for us. 
And if it's not, if we're not the best or if we're not really, really, really good at it very fast, then we just should not be doing it. But we under budget the time and the effort that it takes to be good at something. So the issue is not so much about having a big goal or an ambitious goal, but it's really about not being able to understand what it really takes and not taking the time to celebrate the steps that you take along the way of getting better at something. So maybe just now you can already identify some of those patterns within you. But before we take a look at procrastination, I would invite you to just pause and observe. Just see how it feels right now, if you can relate to perfectionism. And later I'm going to share a bit of guidance to navigate it. And I use the word navigate because I don't love the word overcome. I think reprogramming something or a pattern is a long process. Um, But just pause and observe how it feels right now, what you can resonate with. So now if we take a look at what procrastination is, we're just going to start by something important. It's not a time management issue. It's not a discipline issue. It actually has nothing to do with that. Procrastination is really an emotional management issue. So if we keep it simple, procrastination is just distracting yourself from pain. It's just avoiding a negative emotion by doing something that feels good or feels easier. But because we often think of procrastination as a time management issue, I'm sure that you've tried every scheduling or time management tool, but you're still procrastinating. And that's because you're not looking at the right issue. And in a way, what you're doing is simply procrastinating on overcoming procrastination. So you're avoiding doing the real work here. And I think we can be very busy procrastinators and it's exhausting. Again, just like perfectionism, procrastination is exhausting. So, you know, avoiding to do the real work by doing a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter at the end of the day, you're exhausting yourself. And when we're doing that, when we are busy procrastinators, we feel like we're being productive, but we're not really when we kind of take a step back and we zoom out of the situation because we either wait until the very last minute to do something or we end up never having the time to do it because we're so busy working on other stuff. But the thing is, we just end up self-sabotaging or running around in circles. And because being busy is so valued in our society, it actually sounds quite good to say that you've been too busy to do something, even though it was the one thing that you really wanted or the one thing that you really needed to do to grow in the direction that you want to bring your life. So you end up, you know, doing 12 things that really don't matter. So you seem to be productive and busy, but you haven't done anything about that that one thing that's really meaningful and that's really going to make a difference. 
because you're scared. And the thing with procrastination is that eventually the only thing that you're doing is, well, one, you're exhausting yourself, but two, you're just building up a lot of guilt for not doing the work. And the more you feel guilty, the lower your self-worth becomes. And the lower it is, the more procrastination is going to look appealing. And so it's a very vicious cycle. And as you can see, perfectionism and procrastination are interconnected and very similar in the sense that they are both um, a strategy that we create to shelter ourselves from pain and from shame and from guilt and rejection and judgment. So perfectionism puts us in this never-ending hamster wheel of not being enough and procrastination is distracting us from our real goals by doing so many things and exhausting ourselves on things that don't matter and also just betraying ourselves. So telling ourselves that we're going to do something and then not do it. And they're interconnected because on the one hand, you have perfectionism that puts such high and impossible and vague standards in our mind telling us that we're not enough and we should be doing more and more and more and creating this armor for shame. And we have perfection, uh, procrastination, sorry, that, well, because of perfectionism and all those impossible standards, procrastination thinks that they cannot do anything good and so they end up doing everything else to avoid what really needs to be done. And the worst part is that by knowing what you should be doing, but avoiding it, again, you're constantly in this loop of betraying yourself. So you want to do something or there's something you want in your life and you need to do something to achieve it. And you tell yourself that you're going to show up, but you don't. And so when it's been a few times like that, that you ghost yourself, you just don't even trust yourself anymore. And that's quite dangerous. And what happens at the end of the day is that perfectionism will make you lose your self-worth and procrastination will make you lose your self-trust, which is very, it's a very dangerous couple here. And, you know, as we explore those two dangerous friends, if you will, it just made me think right now about uh, when I was in art school with one of my good friends. And I would always be the one over-preparing, over-planning, starting way too much in advance. But I would never do the one last little thing to really finish a project. And my friend, she would always be the one that would end up creating the whole thing the night before or like the morning of. And it was quite impressive I must admit because she would always find a way to make it happen but we were kind of stereotypes in some way of like the perfectionist and the procrastinator we were both stuck in this pattern of sabotaging ourselves because I wouldn't really finish the project and she would take forever to even get started and so we were not really giving our hundred percent Because, well, in some way, it just, it gives you a reason not to be 
judged. And again, if we think about what perfectionism and procrastination, what their role is in protecting ourselves from negative emotions, just makes sense. Because when you say it's not really finished or I started this morning, it just gives you an excuse to not really be judged or get hurt. So now that we have explored both of them and their relationship together, what do we do about it? Um, It's a huge topic with many layers and we won't try and solve everything in this episode, but maybe we can just explore a few things that you might want to consider to avoid these traps. The first one I want to bring up is redefining failure and redefining success. So for example, success could just be taking whatever tiny action that you need to take on this project or on your business, no matter what the result is. That could be success for you. And maybe failure actually is not doing anything about it. So instead of seeing failure as not achieving the perfect result that you had imagined in your in your head, maybe failure just becomes not doing anything about it and success is just all the different tiny little steps along the way. So be curious as to how you can redefine what success and failure actually means for you. And that's a concept that I've talked about many times before on this podcast because we tend to work towards a definition of success that sometimes is not even ours. So I would definitely encourage you to pause and reflect on what success actually looks like and feels like for you in your life and just shift your perspective around it. The second thing that I want to bring up is to learn to tolerate discomfort. And what I mean here is that You know, I won't be asking you to feel good about shame and fear and rejection. Those are not fun to feel. They're valid. You are allowed to feel whatever you're feeling and I completely understand. But what I'm saying is that see how you can increase your tolerance to feeling shitty. So the negative emotions are also part of the journey and it's important to create space for them and just process them and maybe see how you can learn to tolerate those negative emotions. The next piece of advice I can give you is to get into the habit of celebrating yourself. So really seeing each little step along the way and making space to celebrate those. And you're going to notice that they're not always tangible. You cannot just celebrate the big milestones in your life or in your business, you really also need to celebrate each step along the way. And those celebrations or those those things that you want to celebrate and what's a success for you can look different every day and every week. You know, maybe today it's about celebrating the fact that you jumped on a discovery call with someone and you didn't feel as anxious. Maybe you felt a little excited or that you decided to take the afternoon off to do something that you loved and you didn't feel guilty, or maybe you got an email from someone that just loves your newsletter, these all need to be celebrated 
that's how you're going to be able to build momentum in your business. And the more that you build momentum, the easier it is to take action on what you need to be doing. And that's also how slowly you're going to overcome perfectionism and procrastination. And the last piece of advice I want to share with you today is around boundaries. So really asking yourself what you're not available for anymore when it comes to procrastination and when it comes to perfectionism. So what you're not available for in those stories of I'm not enough or I'm ashamed of myself um, or where you're betraying yourself as well. And I'm going to share some prompts now, but also in the show notes, if you want to dive into a journaling session and explore those um, more in depth. How can I trust myself and my path more? What could trusting myself look like today? If I approach this with more compassion, how would it sound like? How would it look like or feel like? What am I really avoiding? And what's the real cost of avoiding it? You can also explore where you don't feel good enough or where you feel shame. So take your time with those. Those are heavy blocks. And I wanted to explore those at first, at the beginning of this season, because, well, my gut feeling is that based on our conversations that we're going to have around those, uh, I will most likely revisit them with you and maybe provide more guidance or change the perspective around both of those blocks so i'd really appreciate if you wanted to reach out and let me know what comes up for you when you hear about perfectionism and you hear about procrastination and the link between those and all those prompts that i've just shared with you so again take your time with those let me know what comes up and i really do hope this episode was helpful i'm again very grateful that you've decided to join me for this new season And if what I shared today resonated with you, I wanted to let you know about my free library. So if you go on changeyourlatitude.co, you're going to find a free library with four guides that I've designed for you. So to help you do business your way, to help you create more space for your slow living and for you to simplify your business, to set boundaries. And the link will be in the show notes. On the website, you can also find more information about my coaching partnerships and book a free discovery call if you're curious about diving into this work together. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you for listening to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here and I would love to connect with you. You can find me at changeyourlatitude.co to learn more about my coaching partnerships and also book a free discovery call. That's also where you can sign up to join Letters to a Wildflower, my bi-weekly newsletter where I share business and mindset guidance and also journal prompts to help you navigate entrepreneurship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and with a friend that might need the conversation. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or a rating on any podcast platform. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people that might need this message. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon.